0: all right everyone welcome into our second week of north side story the fantasy podcast that your uh co-host jake Baki has joined we have our host here blake miller
1: I feel like I can promote you to host. Oh, I mean hey, I never really that. like introduced you as like, oh, my new like co-host, but yeah, like Yeah, I
0: think you you just said that I I joined our last uh when we discussed yeah. the first one, but I'll I'll definitely take I'll take co-host. <laughs> you have uh, been promoted. I've been promoted. I, I'll take it. Um but we're going to dive into week 2 matchups this week. Uh, we have a lot of great matchups. Uh we have two um Matchups of one and no teams, which happens to be myself playing Blake, uh, the top two teams in the league. You're welcome. If you want our advice, please listen to this because I guess we know what we're talking about, huh? Unless it's David Njoku. Unless it's David Njoku or, um, you know, shaming Brian into playing Miles Sanders – not to benching Miles Sanders – but uh, we also have two 0-1 matchups. Um, you never really want to start fantasy out 0-2, so we're going to dive into that, dissect that. We actually have uh, 0-1 against 1-0, just a standard uh, matchup that's uh, very close as far as projections. And then we're going to get into our matchup of the week later on in the last matchup that we talk about in our podcast. So um we will begin now.
1: So let's kick off our first matchups of week two. First one I want to look at we have Trey, the Notorious versus House Targaryen. Both teams are 0 1 heading into the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a big spread here. We have House Targaryen favored by 12 12.5. I still yep. love Steph's team, but uh, what do you like in this matchup?
0: So I'll, I'm going to talk about Trey's team a little bit. Um, I played them last week. Um, Trash. Eh, <laughs> that's saying it rather harshly, but I. You know, I can't disagree with that necessarily. I I look at the squad, and there are players that are. I mean, oh man! After Austin Eckler, it kind of just gets very <laughs> it ugly. off. It does fall off, and I know Keenan's hurt, so he doesn't have him. Um, but he's you know right now he's benching Kyle Pitts, um, which is a, is a bold play. Uh, Chris Godwin is banged up as well, so he does have some guys injured. So I'll give him that. But having Devontae Smith and Jarvis Landry as your number one and number two, and then Tony Pollard as your flex, I just I, I don't see where there's any booms on this team besides perhaps Eckler. Now, Eckler might be used a little bit more. He will be used a little bit more this week against the Chiefs than he was last week. Um, the running game wasn't really great last week, but I do think with a, a high-scoring game in Kansas City and Keenan Allen being out, Austin Eckler will catch more passes and be used more as a, as a catching uh, threat. But, I mean, Josh Allen, like at home, Josh Allen is going to get his points, so you're going to get you know points there. But besides that, I just, I don't see, I can't see this team cracking 100 points this week.
1: Yeah, and disclaimer too, obviously, that people, maybe lineups aren't set yet, but mm-hmm. this lineup's is drastically different than he had week one in terms of, like you were saying, with Kyle Pitts, uh, not in the starting lineup. Uh, obviously, with Keenan Allen going out, uh bumping up Devonte smith
0: but mm-hmm. kyle pitts has to be in no, this lineup i think Devonte was there last week and he gave him a fat goose egg so he's he's sticking with Devonte again really and in, in hopes uh but he, he bumped up jarvis to the to the starting squad this well week. he
1: did play good that he did really show out last week mm-hmm. but um i see kyle pitts i mean i i feel like he's gonna make the decision to go with kyle pitts uh I don't. I mean, the Rams defense uh, last Thursday wasn't very inspiring. So I don't get what would scare you off. Maybe the the team name, or maybe just the Rams in general. But I don't know why you would worry about that. Yeah, I don't like his team. I mean, I've said it from the beginning. I still don't like his team. Um, I lo- I love Steph's team. I feel like she is the most undeserving zero and one team in the league. I think it's just week one woes. She's. L- I'm looking at her roster and looking at her starting lineup. I don't think. Anything has changed. I know that she picked up Curtis Samuel. I think she paid money for him, uh, which she is did. cool, I guess. Embarrassment or riches. But um, Mike Williams, he's going to hes gonna be playing better than he did last week. Um, I'm super excited for this Thursday just to see, okay, what's this Chargers offense now without Keenan Allen for a game? And is Mike Williams going to get involved? Is this the week that he kind of bounces back and we see a little bit more of like a hopefully a fluid offensive attack? especially incorporating him in the offense. So I think you shake that off and she's obviously shaking, shaking it off and putting him right back in the lineup. But I don't, I, Dallas Goddard, I guess is the only hole that I really see. Um, I haven't really looked into Leonard Fournette and why he's questionable. Maybe it's just veteran rest. Um, I like her team. I think she's going to do well. I think she's going to crush this matchup.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think she wins by more than 12. Um, you said that, you know, one of the best, 0-1-1 0-1-1 teams and she is the best 0 one team because she's in six which means that she has the highest point total for Losing teams. So she definitely I think she will get in the win column this week um, You look at some of those matchups like Jonathan Taylor against Jacksonville Leonard I just looked and it looks like it was just a maintenance day with his hamstring. So nothing mm-hmm. like too serious Um but I agree with Mike Williams. Last year in Kansas City, I remember he had two touchdowns and like ninety yards in that game. That was a crazy like shootout game in Kansas City. Uh, I believe it was week two last year too. Was
1: but, that the uh, was that the Donald Parham game
0: where was, he got was injured. that at,
1: yeah was that the no SoFi? that was at
0: SoFi the oh, the one okay. that they won in Kansas City last year was when they went for it on fourth and nine like the it was crazy wind conditions. And so yeah. they couldn't kick a field goal to to win the game mm-hmm. or to tie the game or something like that. But instead, they went for it on fourth and nine, and they drew a penalty. So, um, but I mean, Jalen Waddle, I think, is just really good in open space, and perhaps he he does kind of what he did last week. Uh, Javante Williams against Houston, I think that's a good matchup too. Cowboys against the Bengals, I would definitely try to find a different defense for that. Um, that has, I think, that has actually potential to have a, a low scoring to like a negative. Um, and then Justin Tucker, I, you know, I can't say enough. I mean, things about real him. quick,
1: oh. roster advice. You look at her starting lineup, look at her bench, mm-hmm. tell her to make a decision to drop the Cowboys, or who does she have to spare? Is it Curtis Samuel who she just paid to pick up? I think, is
0: it's, it... I think it's Sky Moore. I don't think Sky Moore is going to really crack. She already has Juju Smith-Schuster, so I don't really think you need two Kansas City wide receivers. That offense is going to run through Travis Kelsey at all times you're going to get juju smith schuster you're going to get mvs you're going to get even clyde was catching passes so um i don't think sky Moore is necessarily someone that you need to keep around
1: yeah and there's a lot of good defenses still uh out there so maybe Uh that's that's a decision that she makes all right who are you taking in this matchup
0: i'm taking steph i think trey starts the the champ starts oh and two um and steph gets on the board one and one and sits firmly in uh and then maybe the top three after this week.
1: Now, if he, which I predict he will, like if he starts zero and five, do we still call him the champ? Like, give it, a, yeah, give I it mean, a break. It's
0: it's gonna be similar to what the Rams are this year. They're gonna be like maybe four and thirteen, and they won the Super Bowl last year. They're still former champs. Okay, so we can call him the champ all year then. That's fine.
1: <laughs> um, I'm taking Steph, taking Steph by uh, the numbers. Next matchup: QB sneaks first. Fishel boys. Shane coming off zero and one. Brian Fishel one and L. Shane's got the projection total lead over Brian in this matchup. We got a two-point spread, nice and close. Looking at Shane's team, I don't know why Irv Smith Jr. is still on the team. We saw that there's still plenty of tight ends that actually produce on the waiver wire. Gerald Everett's there. Um, We see I look down the roster as well. I'm excited to see what Debo Samuel is going to bring this week with with, with, uh, Elijah Mitchell going down. How is that running back room going to shake out we saw last year Debo was involved when that running back room was thin is Jeff Wilson Jr. gonna step up I feel like he never does I feel like it's Debo's time to shine he's you never I mean obviously you never hope for injury but like as a Debo Samuel owner this is like best case scenario I mean you saw your quarterback struggle week one yes Mm -hmm. it was the weather but you saw your quarterback struggle and what's the best remedy is just get the ball to Debo um, as soon as you can and just let him work so I expect a big week at a Depot and I like, I I, there's the only thing I would change with this lineup is just find a new tight end and maybe address the defense that Packers defense Eagles defense. I think those are two good matchups. I mean, Packers against Chicago though retribution game. I feel like they're going to show out.
0: Yeah. I think that you have to swap that out. I don't think the Eagles match up really well against Minnesota. Only because I think, just that whole and plus, if you have a player, for instance, this is a perfect example. So Shane has Justin Jefferson playing against the Eagles and Irv Smith playing against the Eagles. I never really like when you have to like have players on your lineup go against your defense. Yeah, you don't. Because it's like
1: net points. Is, I hate that.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to. You got to root for. For instance, if you have a quarterback going against your defense, um, and which he doesn't have here, but like. You're going to root for Justin Jefferson and Irv Smith to go off, have 20 points, 25 points, especially for Justin Jefferson. But then that means that the Eagles defense is, you know, losing points. So I always try to make sure that I don't have too many players, especially my big impact ones going up against defense um, that I currently have. I know you're going to touch on it and we can talk about it a little bit right now. We talked about Cordell Patterson. He was my one of my uh, booms for the week. Um, you, you kind of have to find a way to get him in there. And I think a Shane has a perfect team in order to, to find that. I don't really necessarily like James Conner or David Montgomery. So I think you kind of have to flip a coin between them two. And James Conner gets touchdowns. So perhaps you sit David Montgomery for a week, you put Corderell in, see what he can do. Um, He'll he'll, he'll catch passes. He'll run the ball much times. But um, I think you got to get – Cordero in there I mean is
1: he almost in a situation where he may need to free up some spots on his team um, like he's it's kind of tough log jam looking at James Conner Montgomery
0: I mean even if you were to put Jefferson as an, in one of the wide receiver slots you have DJ Moore hit the flex and then you can kind of you know go in and out with DJ Moore and Cordero DJ Moore I mean Baker Mayfield did not look good last week no and it was very disappointing and I remember saying last week that he had Sam Darnold throwing to him last year, so he's gonna get his no matter what. I really like DJ Moore and I think he deserves like a legit quarterback. Um, but I don't know if he's gonna be getting that with um with Baker. Just I know it's a one week and it could be kind of overreaction, but um, they are going on the road and you never really know. And I know it's just the Giants, but I can't I don't think anybody from the Titans really did anything in the receiving game. So I don't know. I think DJ Moore is kind of up in the air, his projection is 11.7, which is less than both running backs and both wide receivers, other two wide receivers. So do you flip a coin and you have Cordero play or do you even have Dante Johnson play? That's still um, up in the air with that. I, I see what you're saying, and I, I think I think you've got to let it ride a week or two, perhaps, and perhaps try to maybe upgrade the tight end. But like, like you just said, there are some guys in the waiver wire that he could pick up.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we look over to Brian, B. Fish's team.
0: Yeah, so the Fishel boys um, 1-0 had a good uh, win last week against Phil's team, I believe. Last week he was from Zero to Hero. I believe he probably heard us talking shit on that name, so he has changed it, and we'll release that name later. But um, he has his top two players playing uh, Thursday night. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Um, so by the time you'll hear it, it'll probably be Thursday, Thursday afternoon, right before the game. Um, I'm always interested to see how Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey do against the Chargers. Um, I know in years past, Travis Kelsey at times can struggle against the Chargers. Um, last year in SoFi, he destroyed them. I will say that's when Derwin James went out. Mm-hmm. Derwin James is healthy. I do like... Derwin at least middling Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey will not have what he had last week if Derwin James is on him 24-7. Um the weapons that they have, if JC Jackson is healthy as a corner, he's questionable going into tomorrow. He could play. I think that there is a shot that Mahomes has around 20, 25 points. Um but in saying all of this, I do like some of the other matchups that he has on his um, on his team. Um, Jerry Judy against Houston, I think is a really big, um, is a good advantage for Jerry Judy and that offense. I think that the Broncos (laughs) I spoke so highly of them last week, but you have to come out and play better than you did last week. So I wouldn't be surprised um, at home. Yeah, I think home to be huge. Yeah, at home being it really really big, um, being able to, to to run up the score a little bit, try to show people that you know they're legit, um, and then I'll say about someone on his bench, I scared him into benching him last week, um, but I think you gotta find a way to get Miles Sanders in on the lineup, <laughs> only because I don't think they're going to be able to throw the ball that well against Minnesota, um, and they are a they. The only thing that they really did well with with the Eagles, and I looked into the numbers a little bit after we discussed Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. Yeah, he didn't really throw to anybody else besides A.J. Brown. So they ran the ball a lot, and A.J. Brown got a lot of targets. But Miles Sanders or Damian Pierce, that's the only thing. If he had another running back in there, I would be like, okay, maybe Miles Sanders on the bench. But Damian Pierce, I am not sold on Damian Pierce at all. No. Um, so I think you have to have Miles Sanders in there as your RB two, perhaps even your flex play and you bump up Rashard Penny. Um, I believe, I think Pete Carroll said that Kenneth Walker is coming back this week. I could be wrong, or at least he's really close to returning. So, you know, Miles Sanders is the number one guy there. I mean, actually probably Jalen Hurts is the number one guy when it comes to running the ball, but they did give the ball to Miles Sanders, what? 14, 15, 13 times last week, carry the ball. So, I don't know. I think there, there is a little just kind of confusion on the Damian Pierce, Rashad Penny, Miles Sanders, Sanders, that kind of trio. That's a very interesting trio to kind of have to pick and choose from.
1: Well, I look at Rashad Penny, and I look at the way the Seahawks have ran their uh, running back room. I'm thinking back Chris Carson. Chris Carson, when he was their number one guy, he really didn't get uh, – He didn't really get shares or touches taken away from him. He was a true bell cow running back. He was, yeah. And I see, and I was checking in on Kenneth Walker. He did practice fully on Wednesday. So there's a good shot that he's going to play. I don't think you worry about Rashad Penny in in terms of touches. I think the the big thing you worry about Rashad Penny is just obviously health because that guy can't stay on the field uh, long enough to really get a good track report, a good uh, stretch. When he's on the field, even in that in that uh, Broncos game, he was effective. I believe he had twelve carries, twelve carries, sixty yards, five. I mean, it's like Nick Chubb numbers, just five per attempt. Uh-huh. He didn't hit pay dirt. Uh-huh. I this is a game where I can see him hitting pay dirt with that same with same or a little bit better volume. I'm not worried about Kenneth Walker. I am worried about Damian though. I mean, I don't know. Is it one of those situations where you got to play him because? You invested a, a pretty high pick on him. He's fourth round. Yeah, fourth and
0: round, super high.
1: Yeah, I there's I I can understand week one where wherever you draft your guy, you just you you draft the guys you draft the guys you're confident with, and you roll with them week one. Week two, um, especially not in his situation, but I look for teams that are zero and one going into week two. You got to throw draft stock out the window. You got to go, okay, who's hot? Who do I like? What's my gut Already feeling? Already in week
0: 2, you think? That 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 quickly?
1: I think so. I mean, and maybe not for Brian <laughs> since he's 1 and 0. So if he drops drops it this week, he's I guess he's safe. I think that mindset for me for the 0 and 1 teams, that's where I get a little more panic regardless. Mm. I look at week 1 as much as we both do not like Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders showed a lot more than Damian Pierce showed in that first game. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. And I, I think, I think it's a no brainer to put in miles Sanders over Damian Pierce, but still, I think it's that draft capital. So.
0: All right. Um, so let's pick this matchup. Um, you have, like we just discussed, you have an 0 one team against one to Do you think a Shane gets his first win? Do you think Brian starts the year off two to, this
1: is tough. This one is really tough because my gut is telling me a Shane, but i i i think he's got to take he's got to figure out that tight end spot. He's got plenty of time. I guess he needs to figure out if i like Gerald Gerald Everett being a, being an option on the waiver wire. He's got until tomorrow to plug him in. Um i think if he makes a reasonable choice and a replacement for Er Smith and gets a a good tight end in there, someone that's a little bit more involved in the offense, I think he's got a little bit more complete team, but then I look yeah. at Brian's team, and I think if I plug in Miles Sanders there for Damian Pierce, it's it's a pretty solid solid team as well. But I'm gonna
0: take I'm gonna take a Shane here. I'm gonna take a Shane here with the win. Damn, I was hoping that he would go the other way because I'm also gonna take a Shane. I think that the Shane's players have a higher higher ceiling as far as um, points being scored this week. Justin Jefferson, a Debo um you know even a James Conner Jalen Hurts um I think Mahomes and, and Kelsey for Brian do have good weeks but yeah I don't know if you play Damian Pierce over Miles Sanders I'm not sure if that's a great call um I do think Jerry Judy will have a good week but I don't like the DK San Francisco matchup um and yeah I, I think this is going to be very close so I do I, I agree with you there um, there's a couple, I think there's two Monday night games next week. So as far as I can tell, I think a Shane has uh, just, yeah, he's got the Eagles and uh, the Vikings Monday night next week. So the majority of his team plays on Monday night, which is always frustrating oh, I, I feel, for me. I love that. I love yeah. it. I mean, I guess if, if I'm playing someone that's frustrating to watch, I guess yeah. if, if if my opponent has players on Monday night, it's I always am the pessimist where I'm like, well, this guy's about to go off, that guy's about to go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian has a couple players tomorrow, and then the rest of his team, essentially except for his kicker, play on Sunday. So we will know this matchup most likely um, if it's close come Monday morning. Then we know that shame will most likely win, um, but we shall see. Bubble butt curse team. I still don't know how
1: to say her last name. Sorry, Sam.
0: You know you're what, Sam, this. I'm going to I know you're going to be listening to this because you're a huge fan of this podcast. Um, we're going to need a team name. Um, we're going to need something, whether it's, a, you know, you have you got some guys on your team that can definitely be used. Uh, Jamar Chase is always a good one. Uh, Prison Mike. I know that was been used in the past. Yeah. I mean, Blake is known for stealing names and just reusing them. I again. I need to change my name. Yeah, so you got Armand Ross, say Brown. You got you got some guys, Ryan Suckup. You can probably do something with Suckup and TJ Hawkinson and even Captain Kirk, like that. There you go, with your brand-new quarterback. So let, let's let get a new team name in here just so that uh, we can spice things up a little bit and so Blake doesn't just butcher your last name the entire
1: time. Yeah, I just, I, as a Canadian, Mercier, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to go with Mercier until she corrects me. But <laughs> Bubba Butker's Team Mercier. Phillips coming off his uh, first win, third place in the league. We have Sam also winning her first matchup, fifth place. So she squeaked by. Um, totals here. We got a two-point mm-hmm. two, two point difference in favor of Phillips. Why don't you knock off uh, or uh, why don't you check out Sam's team?
0: Jake? So Sam got a brand-new quarterback. Uh, she saw Dak Prescott play absolutely horrific on Sunday night, break a bone in his hand or his thumb or whatever it was. It was his thumb. Sees uh, Matt Stafford's bum ass on the bench and says, you know what? I'm going to go out and spend some money. Then I'm going to spend it on a guy that just, you know, chucks it around to Justin Jefferson all day Wait, long. Before so,
1: you before you keep going on, just this is the good public service announcement. We have IR spots. So if you have an injured player yes. that's out or on the IR, we have two spots delegated on rosters where you can store them there so you don't have to drop them so
0: yeah so for instance Dak Prescott could have just hit the IR he still could have picked up Kirk Cousins but maybe she didn't want Dak I wouldn't I mean after watching that performance last Sunday night I mean I wouldn't want Dak either to be honest those lack of lack of weapons they have on that team Um, but you look throughout her team she's starting Clyde Edwards Hilaire and she kind of has to only because. Cam Akers is basically the other option, even Damian Harris, but neither of those two guys really did well. Cam Akers did absolutely nothing. Damian Harris really didn't do too much, but Clyde had a really good game last week against Arizona, so kind of that redemption season perhaps for Clyde. Uh he's playing the Chargers who were known for having a terrible run defense last year. They have upgraded that here and there um on that offense or defensive line with a couple players. So we'll see tomorrow night how that is. I guess tonight, if you're listening right now, mm-hmm. uh, Jamar chase against Dallas, uh, at Dallas. So there's no issues with weather. I like that. Mike Evans is questionable, but I'm, I'm sure he'll play. Um, that's always a fun matchup against in new Orleans. I feel like they just never really get along. And then you have the Detroit players, Hawkinson and I'm on the Ross St. Brown. I think they're going to get some points in Washington. Washington really didn't do much against Jacksonville in that defense so I, I do like uh, that matchup. The Broncos' defense against Houston, I love that. Um, I think Broncos have more than 10 points this week. Um, but what do you think uh, about Samson? I,
1: I, I just like all the names on her team. Like every person on that team yeah, that's just like what makes me smile.
0: Like she I well, the names on that team are nice, but also just the the difference the different in the names. You got Clyde Edwards Hilary, you got Jamar Chase, you got TJ Hawkinson, Amon Ross and Brown. We gotta get a team name for her.
1: Yeah. Well, and I know it's a ten team league and like every team's every team is like stacked. Um, it seems like, but she's got a great team and this is such a good lineup. It's such a good lineup. It's a lineup that, yeah, she was the lowest uh, point-scoring win last week. but True, I, I mean, anybody could have beat next team. Yeah, I think it was like 70 points, I 80 points. I don't remember.
0: I, I saw Aaron Rodgers and his less than 100 yards throwing, and I knew automatically it was a win for Sam.
1: Yeah, so I look at her team. There's not I, there's nothing to complain about. But with Phillip's team, I look at Alan Robinson, and I love that he is... Putting his cojones on the table and riding with him again because yeah. yeah, week one with the Rams, that was scary. And especially investing in Allen Robinson, investing in that offense. You look at Cam Akers, you look at Allen Robinson, just complete no shows. Um but Allen Robinson has the goods. He really does. He didn't play at all preseason. Stafford Stafford, I didn't look like he didn't build a rapport with Allen Robinson during the preseason like he did, uh, like Cooper Cup. You he always hear stories of them having like breakfast together every morning and go do routes. It's going to take a little bit of time for them to get there, but Allen Robinson has showed whatever team that he's played for, he's a factor. Like he is involved in that offense. He one on one coverage, like he will jump over, he'll moss anyone. And I don't think you should be scared. Um, from that first week to just throw him on your bench and wait. I He's going to pop off this game. If mm-hmm. I, I, w- I want to make a bold prediction here. I'm going to look at the rosters here. I would take, give me Allen Robinson to outscore Mike Evans this week. Um, give me that okay. head-to-head matchup. Uh, sure. Allen Robinson's hitting pay, pay dirt. I'm calling it here. over
0: her flex. It's over her wide receiver too. You think he's going to have more points?
1: Yeah, I'm taking Allen Robinson. I like Allen Robinson this week. I think he's going to outpace Mike Evans. Okay, make Al sure to so can just
0: cut okay, back. Okay, I'll write that down. I'll put that, it down right here. And then we will laugh at how terrible the prediction was.
1: That's fine. That's fine. So going through the rest of the roster, A.J. Brown. Oh, my. I mean, I was harsh on A.J. Brown, and I'm still harsh on like the Eagles' overall offense, but man was peppered with, with footballs. Like Every time he took three steps, a football was coming out his face. It seemed uh-huh. like that game. Super excited to see his involvement in that offense. He's going to be week one overreaction, but he's going to be good. Um, Russell Wilson, bounce-back game. He's uh-huh. going to be a top-12 quarterback at the end of the season. No doubt about it. I mean, he's right now 10. Is that I, really I,
0: saying much, though? Top-12?
1: I, I mean, I, I maybe not top-12. That seems actually kind of low. I'm more... When I say top 12, I'm thinking that more he's going to be in the upper echelons of quarterbacks. Um, I think he had, what, top 10? He was still top 10 last week. I just think there's still Uh another level. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, they didn't
0: score a touchdown in the red zone. had so many opportunities. And he had 340 yards and, and a touchdown to Jerry Judy. So... Yeah, I think if he were to, you know, cash in on those red zone opportunities, his numbers would be far. Yeah,
1: so I I see an up- uptick in that, I and mean, yeah, he still had nineteen points last week, so mm-hmm. I see an uptick uptick there. Um, well, obviously a little worried about DeAndre Swift and his injury. Not much has came out. They just said he's an ankle injury. That guy mm-hmm. last year had a a whole host of injuries from his ankles to his shoulders, so a little yeah, cautious one thing about I that.
0: Say about that. I would not be surprised and I don't want this to happen. I'm not predicting this going to happen. I would not be surprised if Deandre Swift in the first quarter of this game goes down, kind of like gets up gingerly, like just kind of walks to the sideline and then they just play Jamal Williams and whoever that backup is the rest of the game. That's something that if this ankle is, is an issue, I can see him trying to test it. Someone, you know, and usually I feel like football players do this when they know someone is kind of banged up in a certain area. like, In the end, down in the pile, they grab that ankle. They try to twist it. They try to make it worse because they know that this player is very dynamic and he's very good. So I just would not be surprised the first quarter, maybe first half, something happens like that to where he kind of just goes off to the sideline and they say he's not going to return the rest of the game.
1: There's nothing worse on Wednesday or Thursday when you're looking at your lineup oh, yeah. and you saw you see a queue pop up he just pops Mi-
0: right up out of nowhere oh, and you had no idea yep.
1: It it is horrifying so i just take note of that um and Derek henry on his team too i mean he he was great last week he didn't he didn't get the touchdown but he ran uh,
0: great. Uh, I, 21 carries, 82 yards, nothing besides that, no catches. I, I mean, he, but he's coming back Henry from a though. major
1: injury. He's coming back from a major injury. Like, yeah. I think that's...
0: I don't think that... That's not Derrick Henry-esque, though. Derrick Henry has multiple levels above this to where mm-hmm. I think he can he can break out and have close to 20 points this week. I think Darrell Henderson had, you know, five was it five yards per carry last week? Yeah. Um something to the effect of that. Let me double check that. I don't like giving out false information. Actually I only had three point six last week. Um so I don't know. I, I do think the Bills defense is really good. They have a really, really good defensive line. And do the Giants really have a good defensive line? I'm not really sure if they do or not. So this will be kind of interesting to see if he can it's a tough matchup. It's on the road. Um but I, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, he finds that that end zone. Um and I and I think he gets you I think he gets you to that projection this week at 15.6. I,
1: yeah, I agree. I'm taking Butkers. I mean, we don't have to like dress this up. I'm taking Butkers in this win.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take Sam. I'm going to take Sam to start out 2 0. I kind of like her matchups a little bit more. And I am not on the Allen Robinson train yet. <laughs> I'm still on the fence with him. I, I think it takes a while to build that rapport with your quarterback, especially in a, in a brand new offense, all that stuff. I do think eventually he'll get there. Um, and this is a good matchup to kind of you know start out with being in Atlanta. But also looking at his team, I'm not exactly sure who I would pick over him. Zeke is someone who it's crazy how far off Zeke has fallen um, yeah. in the last few years. Travis Etienne like I'm not sure what I'm getting out of him because James Robinson and him are going to be splitting time. So yeah, I guess you would go after the guy that probably gives you the most potential to get a lot of points, which is probably Allen Robinson. But I am going to go with Sam's team and I'm going to um if Sam wins that team name
1: has to change. Titans Clash. That's Kyle the Creator 2.0. LA Bash Bros play each other this week. I am expected number, to
0: already number one. I guess number two. Look at that. I,
1: that's cool. How it happens. Uh, I'm expected to thrash you. And I, in preparation for this episode, I tried to put all my highest projections on my starting lineup <laughs> just so it made me look good. But that's a strategy yeah, I mean, there's that I already a want.
0: projection here where I'm looking at it and I'm like, this. That's not. That's probably not going to happen.
1: It's not going to happen. But uh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, go over your team. I am want to poke holes in them.
0: Yeah, sure. So I do like – I know Keenan's out, which is big for Herbert because I do think that a lot of the offense goes through Keenan, especially over the middle. Um, but I'm interested in seeing – Herbert has really good stats, and I'm probably just going to jinx it now, but he has really good primetime stats um, to where, like, it's his primetime stats are insane. And against the Chiefs specifically as well. I think the last two times they've gone into Kansas City with Herbert, he's won both games. Where he has close to like six or seven touchdowns and no picks, but I I'm not sure if the game is going to be a shootout. I think it might be a little bit more low scoring than people think, but I like that. Um, I'm not going to go t- player by player, but I will. Oh, just Oh, you have to
1: please, please go over this Jeff Wilson <laughs> on your starting lineup.
0: So. I picked up Jeff Wilson and I outbid No, you
1: spent all your money on Jeff on. Wilson.
0: I I picked up Jeff Wilson and I outbid everyone and by that I meant a meaning that nobody else bid a dollar on Jeff Wilson which I have an issue with only because Jeff Wilson is probably the number 1 person to pick up in waivers this week due to Elijah Mitchell being hurt. So if we can get some more traction on the waiver wire going in our league that would be nice. Um But for instance, I needed to pick up Jeff Wilson only because I have Elijah Mitchell. So having now the running back one to where whenever Elijah Mitchell comes back, hopefully comes back when I still am in contention and I still need that running back later on in the year, then I have Elijah Mitchell and I don't have to worry about trying to find that replacement. So you can make fun of Jeff Wilson for $45 all you want. (laughs)
1: All I, all I will say oh
0: my. is that is a standard play for a running back that is going to get the majority of catches out of the backfield, majority of runs um,
1: in that offense. You wait until week three when Marlon Mack is wearing that ugly maroon uh, and gold and Marlon he is stealing Mack. everything from him.
0: Let me know when his ACLs are working. Um, he's, he's on
1: the practice squad.
0: Yeah, I think he's torn two ACLs in back-to-back years, so let me know whenever he actually Guy's a is a survivor. Healthy. Guy's a fighter. Um, we, have the backup, we have the battle of, uh, of Kareem against Nick Chubb. Um, oh, no. This, this actually, I'm going to be honest, I think this comes down to if Nick Kareem, if if he vultures Nick Chubb touchdowns. Um, I could see, because Nick, Kareem did get two last week, I could see them getting uh, Nick Chubb the ball in the end zone this week. Yeah. Um, but Cooper Cup is going to get his. I'm not worried about that. Corlin Sutton, I'm not worried about. I think actually he's going to have a much better game this week. Mark Andrews, I think, is going to have a better game. And then I have, staring right at me, is CeeDee Lamb. I don't know what to do with him right now. I think he is just a big question mark, so much so that I, I'm, I'm tempted to perhaps start someone like Elijah Moore, um, even Darminal Mooney. I know they didn't have necessarily like good games last week, but I think Darnell will have more um, options in this offense. Elijah Moore against Cleveland. Um, I still don't like that Joe Flacco's his quarterback. So I think I'm going to have to play CD, but I, and I I do think that Bengals game, I think the Bengals are going to score. So I think that Dallas is going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, But man, I just, he had what? 11 targets last week and three catches. So two catches. Yikes. So like I I don't know I I really don't I don't know what to expect from him at all. I think you roll with him. I think
1: you have to. I mean, he's a number one option. You like you said since he's going to put up points, it's going to be catch up. Yeah, you worry about Cooper Rush, but it's like he, Cooper Rush has got to be better than what Dak put out last week. Um yeah. in terms of yeah, maybe the maybe the target volume decreases a little bit. They start running the ball a little bit more, but Maybe they, maybe Cooper can put it in his hands. Um, yeah, that's a tough call. We're, we'll talk about n- my dilemma with Najee Harris and like the fear that I have with him. But for, uh-huh. let's just say for hypothetical world here, Najee isn't playing. I saw you picked up Jalen Warren. Do you would you start him?
0: If if Najee does not play and I and I get a, a firm Jalen Warren is starting i don't know that's a tough one yeah because there was a lot of like there has been
1: grumblings and hype that like he would be like a the major beneficiary yeah, that's
0: why i picked him up in waivers too i spent a little bit of money also because i like picking up players that you would want and you would mm-hmm. want that and i know that we would be able to work out some sort of deal if Naji' is out for a week or two and you want jalen warren so um you know, I mean,
1: I don't want to toot my own horn, but like, if we look at my team now, let's shift over to the number right. one team in the league. Um, I got so many options on my bench, and I, there's, yeah, I would say Adam Thielen, dud, Chase Claypool, dud, um, but I look at Michael Thomas, what he had last week, he's back. I'm, I'm scared to start him, but man, he's back. I um, hope you start him. I know Go Michael ahead. Carter. We'll Michael that. Carter had a good game where he he is gonna like put his foot down and kind of stave off Brees Hall. Um, so I'm not so worried about my options, but I am worried just by all these questionables that popped up during the practice. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. Pittman Jr. really showed that he was that gonna be the number one wide receiver for the Colts. They had a Matt Ryan kind of struggled throughout the game, but he mm-hmm. still focused in on Michael Pittman, which is something that i expected and i saw this first week but we're already getting a little bit of injury history with with the question well i don't think it's anything serious and as i look on the report i think it was it almost looked like a a limited practice due to quadricep injury they're saying that it's a minor injury but how would i know hopefully it's not one of those sneaky ones where um Come Sunday, they test it out, but just I gotta monitor Thursday's practice for him. But regardless, mm-hmm. even if he's uh limited Thursday and uh he's gonna roll into Sunday playing, automatic start. I'm confident with him. Najee Harris. Um we we came into the season knowing all the injuries that he had in the preseason, how he was very limited. Uh week one, he he's not the guy that I that I drafted. I, I was expecting just a lights out performance. And there was so much opportunity with all the turnovers that since he was giving Pittsburgh Uh that he can get involved, but he got hurt. He left the game, uh, pretty early. I think I want to say, I think it was. On, I think it was in the third or fourth quarter. Yeah, it was. It was early in the game, so obviously there's not much he can do producing when he's not on the in field. The game, but but yes. um, I, I just don't want to deal with that all season. I'm already worried. I have a couple of guys that are having these weird injuries coming up after the first week. So hopefully that could, that gets cleared out. In a perfect world where everyone's healthy. I, I threw in Daryl, like I said, in the, in the opener, I threw in Darrell Henderson. Uh,
0: yeah, I have a big issue with that 15.1 well, projection.
1: I, that's I, I put him in there because it was 15.1. Uh, there's so much negative news with cam makers and i think that's what's inflating this line in terms of projections. draw yeah, Henderson right. did have a good, he did have a good game and i think the whatever the projections are saying, you know what, he played good. uh all the fears with cam Akers about him not being offense is going to uh continue and it's going to be his backfield and they're playing a a, a worse team but
0: That is still super high.
1: I wanted to throw him on there just so we can have that dialogue.
0: (laughs) I I just, I don't see five catches for 26 yards from him this week. I I don't see him catching the ball a lot only because I think the majority of his catches last week were kind of in that garbage time, like dump off situations, like third and longs, that kind of stuff. I see them beating Atlanta and like, yeah, I think he'll get a lot of his points based off his rushing uh, performance. Um, but I mean, Atlanta played Kamara pretty well last week. So yeah. I'm not sure if, if they perhaps I didn't really watch that game too much, but I did see that Kamara had, you know, not too much on the ground. I think, let me look at it, it said that Atlanta was number one in opposing yeah, ranks true. For, for running backs. So it is. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, 15.1 is a lot of points. That's complete touchdown dependent. So it's not like he's running for 150 yards or even 100 yards and catching you know, five catches for 50 yards, like, you know, perhaps uh, what he did last week. But I think that that projection is way high for him. Um, but I want to touch on really quick before we end this. I really am interested, and we kind of talked about Kareem versus Nick Chubb, but I'm interested in Cooper Cup against Devontae Adams. Like that is going into just huge, juicy matchups for both of these players. So Cooper against Atlanta. And Devonte against Arizona, I do think Devontae Adams is going to outscore Cooper Cup this week because wow. I do think that Arizona is going to score a little bit more than yeah, Atlanta will. Definitely. So there's going to be kind of that you know throwing the ball a lot more. Um, I we all saw how Mahomes absolutely picked apart that Arizona Cardinal defense. Arizona going on the road. Um, I actually do think. Kyler Murray's going to struggle a little bit against the Raiders. Um, The Raiders pressured the hell out of Justin Herbert the entire game. They Mm -hmm. didn't get a sack on him, but they had close to like 10 pressures, QB pressures. He just did really well in the pocket. I think Kyler Murray kind of just scrambles and tries to run away from Max Crosby and Chandler Jones um, a lot. And I think Chandler Jones has a, a way better game than he did last week. I can see Kyler kind of forcing a lot. Um, and he'll, he'll get his rushing yards here and there, but yeah, I will. I, I just, I, there are some question marks for your squad and I think Najee Harris is number one. Um, but like you said, you do have some, um, possible, um, uh, players on the bench to where you can, you know, you can plug him in if he is out.
1: Yeah. I think if Najee doesn't go, I, I definitely just roll with Jarrell Henderson there at that, um, RB two spot. And then I look to. Brandon Cooks against that Denver defense. Denver's coming off a brutal loss, but now they're at home. I definitely think that defense that we saw in the second half is going to be more indicative of how they play through a full game, so I'm a little worried about that. But Uh I would feel that if there was a situation that uh, Najee goes down, I'm still looking at Brandon Cooks. And I may roll with the Michael Carter show. I really liked how, how involved he was in the past game. I mean, like we talked about it in the last episode. He was one touchdown away from really kind of blowing out his his stat line for week one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have options. So, all right, we got a tough one here. Who are we liking? Are <laughs> you going to take so, you or are going to
0: take me? I'm actually going to take you Ooh. only because I do think Nick Chubb is going to outscore Kareem this week. I do think he's going to get... The touchdown opportunities. Um, I do think Devontae is going to outscore Cooper Cup. And I just don't like having CD without a quarterback. So I think there's just some question marks there. Um, So I I take you, I would take you probably by 10 points or so. I mean, I I know projections only say eight and we say, oh, it's this wide range, but really 10 points in fantasy really isn't that much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you win by, you know, 10 points or so.
1: I'm gonna take myself too. I, I think, I think, I think if you, re, you did a redraft and you drafted after week one, um, you may be budding with uh, with Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Devonte Adams. I feel like they would have went off the board a little bit closer. I think just week one, Derek Carr showed that Devonte Adams is his guy. He's gonna target him throughout uh-huh. the game, and uh-huh. he's gonna get that same love that he had in Green Bay, and. Um, I'm just, I think Devonte Adams is an absolute rock and he's going to be my, uh, that high ceiling floor for the rest of the year. And I like his matchup. Like we mentioned, I like his matchup this week. And, um, if Najee's Harris, if he's, if he's healthy and he's playing, um, I, I really like my team. I, I, I think they're great. So I'm going to take myself as well. Let's dive in to the matchup of the week every single week from here on out we're just going to focus in on one matchup that we think is just extra juicy and the Mm -hmm. juicy of them juicy of them of them all is phil's new team name show me the quan versus rum runners ronnie b
0: The (laughs) we're welcome to the basement yeah this is why this is the matchup of the week um strictly because um, if you've been in this league, you understand that Nick loves to boast that he is the um, only two-time champ. Two-time, two-time. Um, and then you have Phil, who loves to boast um, that this is the Just year. Just in general. Him. Yeah, I don't even know what he boasts about. But um, this is the matchup of the week because there are, there are two 0-1-1 teams, um, and I know that Steph and Trey were also 0-1-1, but these two teams, these two um, owners of the teams, really – take a lot of pride in their fantasy football and they love to talk trash to one another. I miss those days to where Phil would come in after a a rec shift, you know, teaching kids how to dribble the ball around and Nick would just, just start talking shit on his team every single time. Yeah. Um, So if, if we were to take a time machine and go back, we, we both know that these guys would be going at it. Um, just, you know, at work talking about their teams and how much they're going to dominate one another. They'd be betting pizza on this matchup. Yes, that's true. Yeah, Northwood Pizza Slices would be, uh, the lunch special would be bet um, yes. on this matchup. That's that's 100% correct. Um, but I'm going to start out with Show Me the Quan, Um, and we will start with Saquon uh, Barkley as Phil's, um, you know his his diamond in the rough right there. Um, his third round pick, um, Phil has a very good running back, two running backs, and a stud wide receiver. That trio is very nice. That's kind of when you when you build your team around, and yeah. he definitely has that in Dalvin Cook, Saquon, and Stephon Diggs. Um, Dalvin Cook against Philly. Um, that. You know, I, I think Dalvin Cook will get his – he's projected 16.4, which I think is is high, but I think that's something that's definitely achievable. Saquon Barkley's 15.6. I'm sure if we looked at projections last week, I'm sure Saquon was around 10 or 11, so he's already upped that by four just by seeing just how dynamic he looked, um, and I think that that continues this week as well. And then you look at Stephon Diggs and um, his matchup against Tennessee. He's always going to get points. So I really like those three players for Phil. Um, T. Higgins being questionable, I think. I'm not sure. Did he leave the game? Um, he did leave the week? game. Yeah, yeah he so did. I'm not sure. Um, oh, it was a concussion. So yeah, that is something to, to keep an eye out on. But I do think that you can at least put Gabe Davis in that wide receiver too. You can start both Buffalo wide receivers. That's always a – that's always – questionable to start you know two players on an offense but if you're going to start you know two players on the same offense as far as the same position uh buffalo is probably one of the teams to do that and then i don't get this at all i hate i hate this so you gloated about david and joku last week and just you know slobbering all over him and gary barnage from the cleveland browns Mm -hmm. I remember saying, no way in hell David Njoku is getting more than five points. I believe Mm -hmm. he had 1.2 last week. Already dropped from Phil's squad, gone. So what Phil decides to do is pick up Taysom Hill from the New Orleans Saints and plug him in. Now, I understand why Phil is doing this. Because Phil sees that he can catch the ball, he can run the ball as a tight end. You are not getting six, 14.8 points from Taysom Hill every week. No. You're not even getting close to that. Not I even believe close. his – how long was that run? It was a very long 60, run. 60 60? 60-something yards, right? So without that, it's 30 for 15 to, to 20 yards. I can't see Taysom Hill having really – and I know last year or a couple of years ago, you could plug him as a tight end and use him as QB – Stats and all that stuff. I don't believe they're allowing that anymore in fantasy. So I I just I I don't see the ceiling for Taysom Hill. I think a 3.6 projection, I think that's right around to what he gets. <laughs> yeah. Is that really what you want in your tight end and a player? No, you only have a certain amount of players that you can actually play. So I don't know. I think this is a bold move by Phil. I think this is one of those moves by Phil to where he just kind of sees it and he's like, you know what? We're going to give it a shot. Um, I don't
1: get it. I don't get it. It seems desperate, which he, he has a good team. If you look at just, I know averages and you look at what he produced last week, he, he put out a good showing. I, he, he has a good team. I don't know why he feels like he needs to make this cute play. And it's, they're playing against Tampa Bay. Like, are we hoping is he hoping yeah. that Jameson gets pulled midway through and he comes in? We saw what the Taysom Hill quarterback project was last year. It's not inspiring. They're not going to be running these packages where he's going to get a QB option midfield and he's going to be running another 59 yard uh rush. Um we just mentioned it in the Shane matchup. There's still good tight ends out there. I don't
0: Yeah, there I are. Don't know. I, I, I just I I don't see the potential in it. I don't see the ceiling that Taysom Hill once had. I think there's a lot of just kind of revisionist history. I mean, Taysom Hill's not even, he's no longer, I don't believe he's playing quarterback anymore. I think they, I'm pretty sure they pushed all that aside and now he's a tight end. Andy Dalton is their backup. So mm-hmm. he is no longer going to be throwing the ball. He is no longer going to be doing any of that. So you're not getting any of those points. Perhaps he plays more in the running um, running back I know Alvin Kamara is kind of dinged up Mark Ingram I think was on the injury report today is questionable too so perhaps he's going to have a little bit more of a rushing attack but but like you just said they play a Tampa Bay who's got a really good defense and so I just don't see it uh, really quick the last person I would like to touch on I'm going to touch on this person every week until either he he proves me different or he proves me wrong or something changes and it's different Trey Lance, this is your week to shine. I really do think that this is his week to shine and go up against a mediocre team in or defense in Seattle because you look at his next two opponents after this, has to go to Denver and then has to play the Rams. So we all know that the running game against the Rams is is pretty good. The, the Niners have figured out the Rams when it comes to that. But Trey Lance needs to have... A, a twenty point fantasy week, which usually translates to success in an actual football game, but there's got to be something this week. There has to be that twenty point game to where you feel comfortable playing him the rest of the season. Because I'm telling you right now, there's going to come a point to where Phil's going to look at his squad and be like, "Wow, I really have a good team." Like you, like what you just said. I have Dalvin Cook. I have Saquon. I have Stephon Diggs. I have T Higgins. I have Gabe Davis but I don't have that quarterback that I can rely on in Trey Lance. And it's funny
1: that you mentioned 20 points because uh, on the other side with run runners, 20 point projection for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> coming off a week that man, if you were a Packers fan, like Nick was, you got to be feeling real so shitty. Are uh,
0: you on the, uh, are you on the scoreboard? Are you able to see everything like the whole breakdown? Yeah. I'm can looking you know at it right now. PRK stands for. Uh, position rank. What's that number Aaron Rodgers has? 30, 32. How many teams are in the NFL? I believe there's 32. So out of 32 quarterbacks that played, and I think there's probably a couple more that played. I'm sure someone got injured or something like that. Yeah. He is statistically one of the, worst. I think Dak might've had less points, mm-hmm. but he is 32nd right now in quarterback for fantasy.
1: It's week one. We'll give him a break. Uh, but we just we don't see Aaron Rodgers, especially in the first especially against the Vikings, like those big divisional like, games. We just don't see him just fall flat on his face like we did week one. No, so it, it rarely, rarely happens. So it's definitely gonna be exciting to see um him come out. And I'm still gonna harp on uh Nick taking him so early in the draft, um, where he could have got him later. But if, if, think, you believe, honest, if you
0: believe if you have a, you have to let that go i, I think i know. it's it's it, he's always going to do that
1: but but we, look, but, but we look at his roster now and we look at this week he is robbie anderson at wide receiver now is that mm. by design is that by lack of a lack of players on his team because i'm always going to go back to that because when i assess his team and i look at the talent that he has there's definitely a player if he would have taking Aaron at an appropriate spot that he could be putting in this, in that uh, wide receiver spot. Yeah. Fair. Besides Robbie Anderson. I Robbie Anderson's gross.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think Terry McLaurin is, is a great wide receiver and, and I, I don't know necessarily if I like that spot as in like that, that play or that team for him, I should say, I think on any other team with a very good quarterback, I think Terry McLaurin's a top 10 receiver in the league, but yeah, yeah, I don't think you can. I don't know if you can trust him. I do think against Detroit, I personally would probably put him over Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson caught uh, four catches like, f- for a hundred and two yards, and one yeah, of yeah, but Robbie that was bad. It was just like a, a Hail he mary for a seventy five yard touchdown. So like yeah. that is just so just volatile. Like I'm not sure what I'm getting when when I only have production out of like one big play. Mm-hmm. But continue yeah. with next team. I, I know he's got he's got some other players on there that are definitely, you know, you're not sure what you're getting.
1: I if you're in the camp that Travis Etienne is gonna take over uh that Jacksonville running back job, then I guess for some people James Robinson would be a little sketchy, a little worrisome to hanging out, but sure. I so far, I think what a great value uh for his team. I guess where he lost it with Aaron, he made it up with James Robinson. Mm-hmm. I like that uh on his team. Yeah. Throughout his roster, Darren Waller, it's crazy. Only nine points. And he was a ninth ranked tight end, uh, last week, which yeah, is I mean, crazy. That, that shows you just tight ends in general. Yeah. So Darren Waller's a pretty much an extension of the wide receiver room in that team.
0: Um, so yeah, watching him play last week. Um, and I do think he's going to have a better week this week only because I saw Travis Kelsey absolutely demolish the, the Cardinals um but I but it's it's hard because they do have weapons there um in Devonte Adams now and
1: Hunter Renfro we had a really yeah. good
0: year last year Hunter Renfro I think only had one or two catch I think he had one catch last week um mm-hmm. but Darren Waller being used in a different way now than he was years ago um I, you're not gonna get the 15 target game from Darren Waller anymore like that just won't happen Um, So I I definitely think he is someone that might be start becoming a little bit more dependable just on touchdowns. Like if you get a touchdown from Darren Waller, then you're set. But if you don't, I, I don't know if he cracks 10
1: points. Yeah. The thing with Darren Waller last year was that he still was effective. Like he was still that pass catching, but he had a, like horrible regression in terms of just like touchdown volume. He did not yeah. score a lot of touchdowns. That
0: was the majority of the reason why mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah. So I can see maybe the rhetoric that. changing is uh, for Darren Waller as maybe not so much of a target hog, maybe not so much of an offensive focus on him, obviously mm-hmm. with Devonte Adams coming in, but I see him still as a top end option compared to some of the other tight ends that you can pick up. But I also see that, that touchdown, Regression going more positive, so I think he'll be, yeah, a little bit more. You got to get that touchdown to, to really make it a week for uh-huh. him. But I still in those tight ends, like I love Pat Fryermuth on my team. Um, I see him that in that same kind of mold, but Darren Waller is a way better version of Pat, and I think that um, he's far more likely week in week out. Darren Waller is going to get that touchdown, so. And the floor, the absolute baseball you can get for Darren Waller is much higher than a guy that like I keep going back to Pat where there's some weeks Pat's gonna hit like four. I think I think for Darren Waller, your your floor is probably seven, eight on, on a bad week, which is great for the tight end spot. As we just saw, he had nine point nine last week and he was still top ten. So mm-hmm. um and I like yeah, I like his team. He's just gotta figure out Robbie Anderson. That's the only thing that that's killing me a little bit, but
0: all right, let's go over. Who do we like? Um, I think I'm, I'm going to take Phil and this one, I think Phil gets his first win. I don't like the 20 points for Aaron Rodgers. um, projected. I, I think he gets between, I think he gets between 15 and 20, but usually projection I think is like the, the floor for a lot of these players. And then they, they go up, but, yeah, I think I want to take Phil Christian McCaffrey. Didn't that was a weird performance last week too? We didn't really touch mm-hmm. on that, but like he only rushed the ball ten times. I think I looked at halftime. He only had three rushes, which is like why wouldn't you give your best player the opportunity to show what he has? So it's a very strange performance. I know he had a touchdown, but like I think it was a very small, like one or two yard play uh, where he just you know rushed it in. Only had four catches too. That's not really someone that, you know, you're not, we're not used to Christian McCaffrey only having four catches. It's usually like seven or eight and yeah. having like 15 carries for 80, 90 yards. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very weird game from him. I'm not even sure if I don't necessarily, I can't really see him like it, it's, like Derrick Henry, we, we touched on Derrick Henry and we thought that he was going to have a better week this week. I don't know if I'm going to get a better week from Christian McCaffrey this week because I don't know how that offense is looking. I, I definitely think. That coach, Matt Rule, I think he is going to be on the hot seat very soon, and I think that – Oh, I love a good that hot seat. That, that offense is just – it's strange. And that kind of touched on that uh, Robbie Anderson uh, play as well. I wouldn't necessarily want to play two Carolina Panthers. So I'm going to go with Phil because I, I do think that his running backs have a chance to hit 15 to 20 points, Diggs hitting 20 points, Um and then, you know, it depends on if T. Higgins does play, then perhaps you slide up Gabe Davis to that number two, and then you could play someone like an A.J. Dillon, and you could perhaps, you know, take away some of those Aaron Rodger points by playing Green Bay Packer. Um, but yeah, I'll take Phil.
1: If we're looking just what we're looking at right here, the starting lineups, so that this is what rolling into Sunday. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, I think the Green Bay Packers are gonna wake up. I think that offense is gonna be much better than we saw week one against an inferior Chicago Bears team. Uh Robbie Anderson, if I'm if if he's my weak link and if I'm comparing him in terms of points against Phil's weak link of Taysom Hill, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. as much as I don't really like Robbie Anderson, I'm gonna take his points over Taysom Hill. I think he blows him out <laughs> yeah, there. That's and fair. uh I um yeah, I'm I you know what I'm 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 banking just on Packers offense. I think they're really gonna wake up. I think you're gonna get um much more production out of Aaron Jones. I know AJ Dillon's there um
0: vulturing and taking taking a lot of the See, work I don't even and pretty know. much most of the work. Yeah, I don't know if he's vulturing anymore. I, I think I think it's it's a standard one A, one B rotation now. And I think it's fair to say that AJ Dillon belongs in that offense just as much as Aaron mm-hmm. Jones does, and they're different. And runners. I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not worried
1: though that much about his involvement in the offense because I think the Packers have shown that they can play both the guys in the field easily. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Easily. So that's why I'm not so worried about Aaron Jones. Um, his his value. I mean, if I was an Aaron Jones owner, I'm definitely a little nervous looking at AJ Dillon. See, he had 17.6, and Aaron Jones didn't even get to 10 but still i roll them out i'm 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 crumpling up the the paper uh from week one the game plan i'm throwing out the window if i'm the packers and i'm i expect them to really shine and i'm, I'm expecting to see aaron jones uh remind people why you took that high high draft pick on him so i'm taking rum runners all right sounds good it is now time for my favorite segment Bucky bets here is jake
0: We have three bets for all of you listening right now. Um, I will start this off by saying I am not the world's best gambler. I am not the world's worst gambler worst gambler um, I have been in a massive cold streak um, so we will start so you can take these and you can um, you know you go on the other side um, and you can uh, you can bet them but there are three matchups that I like. Starting with Thursday night football, I look at the number. I see fifty-four points. I think that's an extremely high number. I think the Chargers coming off a win, an emotional win against their division rival in the Raiders on Sunday, I do think they're going to be a little bit um, hampered on offense with no Keenan Allen. Um, so I do think that they're going to not they're not going to score as many points as people think. I think the Chiefs in general. I think that number skyrocketed as as much to 54 only because they scored so many points against the Cardinals. I really liked what I saw out of the Chargers defense. I think if everyone plays, everyone is healthy. I do see them doing a really good job against that offense. So I'm going to take under 54 points. I hate taking unders. So like this is hard for me to, to take, but I'm going to take under 54 points. My second pick, um, I'm going to go with Dan Campbell. I'm going to ride with Dan Campbell. This week, they're home against the Washington Commanders. I think that they ran into a good offensive team in Philadelphia. And that game was out of hand, but then the Lions started to actually score. They show that they can move the ball. So the Lions are minus one and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Lions minus one and a half. Perhaps if you even just want to put money line, because it's not going to be too much of a difference. I think they get their first win at home against the Washington Commanders. Anytime I see Carson Wentz play football, I just want to throw up. Uh, so I'm gonna take the Detroit Lions to win that game. Then my last one, Buccaneers at Saints. I see the Buccaneers at only minus two and a half. That is a little fishy, and perhaps, you know, because it is fishy, I should take the Saints. But man, the Buccaneers looked so, so good um on Sunday night football. Their defense looked amazing. The Saints struggled against an Atlanta team. And yes, it was on the road, and this is gonna be in New Orleans at home, which is always a tough place to play. But Tom Brady looks like Tom Brady. Um, I And if, you know, perhaps Chris Godwin is out, if Mike Williams plays, then I, I do think they have enough offense. So this might be kind of um, on the line when it comes to who's going to be playing. Leonard Fournette is also questionable. So, you know, if you have those three guys out, perhaps don't take this game. But if they do have those weapons as far as Evans and Fournette, I do think having the Buccaneers at minus two point five, I will take Tom Brady over Jameis Winston any day of the week. All right, so my three picks are going to be Chargers, Chiefs under for Thursday night football, and then on Sunday the Lions at minus one and a half or money line if you want to play that, or in, and and uh, Buccaneers minus two and a half. We're going to be doing Bucky's bets for the rest of the season only because we lost our very first week of our survivor pool. So you're going to have to listen to me lose money every single week.